Dear human, dear soul, I welcome you to my podcast series, Conversations with the Universe. Since a near-death experience, I have the gift to communicate with subtle levels of the cosmos. The knowledge from these for us invisible forms of energy I capture in my books and it is now a great pleasure for me to share this knowledge, these conversations with you as a supplement to the books. Please excuse me if the terms and articulations are not perfect. Our mother tongue is German, but we try to translate it to the best of our abilities. Thank you. Dear King Salomon, today I would like to ask you questions about the subject of nourishment. Please tell me what you would like to pass on to the people about this subject. Your nourishment will become your destiny. This is also true for the nourishment of your spirit. But what exactly do you mean by nourishment of the spirit? If you exercise your spiritual abilities, this is nourishment for your body in the same way as physical nourishment is. If you realize that words and thoughts are nourishment, your consciousness will begin to form accordingly. It is my intention to teach this to the people. Of course, it is important to eat the right food. But so much as has been written on this subject already, that my focus will be on the nourishment of the soul. In my day, playing of simple games was a very popular and at the same time much appreciated form of spiritual education. It was fun. It was exercise and it connected people. The people who played with each other communi communicated with each other and this strengthened their connections. But at the same time it educated their mind which in turn brought joy to their spirit. All in all it was a sort of ritual. So you played games in the sense of rituals? Yes. Through the conscious awareness of how many enriching impulses could arise out of this, it became an important ritual in our lives. All people that were able to come were called to the ritual of game-playing at least once a week. Please continue. But replenishing the spirits with spiritual exercise in addition to this will provide plentiful growth for your souls. If you pacify the spirit, though meditation, you will replenish the energy of your soul and the soul in turn will enliven the mind. This creates a sort of interplay that couldn't have arisen without this nourishment. Therefore, I would like to direct your attention to the fact that one should regard as nourishment everything that invigorates the mind, but not that which distracts the mind. Which? Which distracts the mind. Sorry for that. Apropos, so the point is not to occupy the spirit, but to inspire it. But what is the difference? Nowadays people are very involved in or are being spammed with so much information so that it is practically impossible for the mind to extract inspirational infos. Well, 
If you understand how this process works, you can define very clearly between the information that invigorates the spirit and that which just occupies it. And then you have to make the decision to stop the distraction and to focus on the inspirational impulses. You do not need much in order to do this. Just the decision and the readiness to do this. But please give me a few examples. What are these impulses that can move the spirit? When you overcome time, your spirit will be moved. What I mean to say with this is that everything that fetches you back into the moment will enliven the here and now, allowing you to experience it consciously and will inevitably inspire the spirit also because it invites the soul energy to resonate along with it. This harmony between your mind, your consciousness and the soul, this altogether is spiritual nourishment. Is there a difference between nourishment for the mind and nourishment for the soul? No. If you move your mind, you will move your soul. This is one and the same thing. Ah, well, please continue. You know the different kinds of books, for example. The books that are capable of moving you to a place where you forget time and space. These also move the soul. Or podcasts <laughs> that move you to forget time and space. Anyway, what, when you read textbooks in school, what is with that? I think that's not nourishment for the soul. When children read textbooks in school, this is exclusively in order to distract mm. their mind. This is permissible to a certain degree in order to learn reading, writing, arithmetic and economics. But it should not fill your entire life. That means such books could maybe create novels, but also textbooks. Yes, absolutely. There are textbooks that teach you how to establish contact with your soul or how to find inner peace. All these things that begin to touch on another worlds are the things that inspire the spirit. And what happens to people who have not received this type of nourishment during their lifetime? I mean, people that did not realize that spiritual nourishment is also an important factor in life. A person who during his lifetime has given nourishment to his body, but not at all to his spirit. What are the consequences of such a life? When people live like that, their souls will continue to sleep, as we had said before. But this means a lost chance for the growth of your soul. And as you know, you will never have this chance again. Yet you may have others. Therefore, I would urge to people unreservedly to make spiritual nourishment a part of their rhythm of life. And what would you suggest, for instance? Can you give me a few examples for the people of today who are constantly distracted and stressed? Mm. How can they create such moments? Through very many things. It can be the morning where you stop in contemplation for a moment before you continue your rhythm. It can be the lunch hour when you stop for a few moments of silence 
listening to yourself and seek connection. Or there may be a few quiet hours in the evening in which you practice meditation, yoga or other quiet types of sport or read. Everything that gives you enjoyment but that is also dedicated to the soul can provide this form of healing and growth. For sure, there are many, many thousands of other forms, but this should give you a rough idea of how you can practice, practice this. Hmm. I have another question about physical nourishment. Can you say something about the absorption of foods? Does the absorption of food change with the level of gratitude or, an, or other attitudes during the intake of food? Or is that not of relevance? During the intake of food, all attention should be directed on the food. No distractions. No other thoughts, if possible. If you wish to be communicative at dinner, You should try to direct your attention fully on the flavor of your food. You can do this by extended chewing of things. Conscious eating is the key, as well as conscious drinking. You know how changeable water is. Mm. So if you wish to start to eat more consciously, you should know that your thoughts influence the liquids in the vicinity of your aura like crystals that change their form constantly, water crystals instantly react to the aura field of a human being. Can you see this? No. Then how do you know that? I know this through the many lessons of the Sira and I read this information in the people. If they are conscious, the form of this liquid changes into very positive lively rays. Light shines from these people. If they are unconscious, it appears like tar, a dark, lifeless energy. But just because they are unconscious, the water does not carry any information? Surely it, it is it does it might, I mean it has to have information, just not consciously shaped information, right? Yes, it carries the information of the, of the environment. And this is mostly very dark in its vibration, as you know. Mm. This means that we can influence the energy of the water, or let's say the liquid that we drink, through our mind, so that it manages to penetrate the dark energy of our environment, of our planet, mm. and thereby, br thereby bring out the shining rays of energy in ourselves then. Yes. You have to imagine this like a liquid that manifests the energy of the ether, so that you ingest all the power of the ether. The liquid is the key, through its soft form. It brings the energy of the environment directly into your body. Wow. There are people who put the flower of life under their glass. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is supposed to really have an effect? Then. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. At these places, this information works into the water. You have to know that water is extremely easy to program. Hmm. Yes. The human body consists to up to 70% of water 
is that the key, kind of like the secret, mm. that the human spirit, that our thinking can program these 70% of water, 70% of our body at least. Absolutely, Sylvia. This is very, very true. Mm. You program with your thoughts the liquid in your body and this, in turn, will be reflected in your emotions. The muscles, the bones, the joints, everything works together. But it is held together by the liquid of the blood and the water therein. This liquid can be programmed and this happens constantly and all the time. This is why I want to point out how important this is, to calm your spirit and to take in spiritual nourishment. Because that is precisely the essence. This is what you must understand. Through this spiritual nourishment you program the liquid inside you and everything else will follow. Oh, wow. I understand. I only wanted to know if you have to know anything else about um, nourishment. For instance, if I eat meat, after all it comes from a living being and it also contains liquid. How should I deal with that? Mm. This is also a very beautiful and important question. Thank you for that, Sylvia. Mm. Ingesting deceased flesh means that you have to pay attention to two things. Firstly, the liquid it, it contains can still be programmed, but more slowly. Secondly, the energy of your soul is aware that you have ingested deceased and in the worst case, murdered flesh. And this creates an imbalance. Therefore, you have to send grateful energies into the cosmos before you eat the meat. This means that this thanksgiving will create balance for the deceased life, because basically, this energy of gratitude will program the liquid in the deceased meat and give it a positive charge. Hmm. Let's imagine that it comes from a poor animal, a cow that was shot in the brain, maybe. This cow has probably experienced an extreme amount of fear in her last minutes and seconds mm -hmm. and has most likely also experienced a sort of shock when they held this thing on her head. This shock has gone into the meat. Then this meat is carrying the last energy impulse of this shock, right? Right. And the human can now program the liquid in the meat through conscious thoughts of gratitude. I mean, change the shock energy into energy of gratitude. How, how would you put it? The programming means that the state of shock of the meat has changed and transformed the energy. This means, in effect, that in the best case scenario, you will eat neutral meat, mm. which has not been programmed at all. Okay, and how can we pass this on to the people? Let's say, for instance, that you are at a business dinner. Not everybody will be able to say a prayer beforehand. Mm. Can you tell me briefly what you can do when you are surrounded by a lot of unspiritual people who might misunderstand this, name you a stranger or so? <laughs> the readiness to stop briefly. And be it only for a few seconds. 
in which you are formulating consciously, I thank this life that I'm now permitted to ingest. That's all? That's all. Wow, okay. That's really quite fast. Plus, of course, the concentration of the food, right? Of course. So, the same goes for fish, meat, what else we got? I, for instance, love sweets. <laughs> they are my spiritual food in the sense of physical energy food because they nourish my nerves, which are very, very busy throughout the day. Is there anything you wish to tell me about that? The ingestion of sugar has a similar effect than drugs mm -hmm. in the world of the humans. You should know this and compensate for this. If you eat sweets, be aware that you should also drink a lot of liquid at the same time. This liquid helps to digest this substance and flushes it quickly from the body. Okay, and what about drugs generally? Would you like to say anything about that? No. And could you say generally to the people who take drugs or smoke or alcohol should also really be counted as a drug, cannabis and so forth, could you say that they should just drink a lot of water? <laughs> yes. <laughs> a very, very rough description of the solution for this state of being, Sylvia. You mean you could say something like that, but it cannot <laughs> be applied to every individual case? Um... Let me say yes and no. Individual is as manifold as the many animals on your planet. Because every physical vessel is different and thoughts, the environment, the type of nutrition, the type of attitude, the type of movement and so on and so forth, all this and so much more always works together. So that the general statement drink much water while consuming many drugs can be nothing more but a point of departure but never the general solution yes i understand do you have anything else to say about the subject of nutrition no me neither right now well yes one very last question <laughs> what would you advise the people how often should they take nourishment Three times a day, I mean in the morning, at noon, and in the evening, or more often, maybe just once, daily? Please give me an answer from your vast store of knowledge. This is a many-layered question, because again, not every vessel is like another. Some people need three meals a day, others need to eat every hour. This is another point where I cannot give a general rule. But it is important to really listen to the signals of your body and to follow those. Well, there are people who are very fat because they always eat and eat the wrong things. That cannot be right either, right? Sylvia, there is a different underlying problem. Mm. It is not eating three times a day or every hour but more the way they eat and how they move and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, okay, then I have run out of questions for today. <laughs> would you like to say anything else? Not yet, Sylvia. Then I would say thank you for today, love. Thank you for today, love.